Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Toretko. And you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Welcome back to the Game to Love podcast. Here we are. Ben's back. JG's back. And uh, yeah, another day of tennis. We obviously came to you late last night with uh, all of that fantastic action that happened yesterday. Yeah, we're here again. And there's been, well, so far, three men's matches played so far today. And uh, not really any surprises. Should we say that? Yeah, well, the big news I'm sure on everyone's mind is, uh, are you out of your car yet? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm at work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I've managed to nab myself a meeting room. There's no more of this uh, sitting in a car in the cold during the rainstorm and, uh, yeah, just fighting out, slouching and with a uh, karaoke mic. But I've got the same mic, but I've got a mic stand this time, so it's not too bad, is it? And you're indoors <laughs> as well with Wi-Fi. And I've got internet connection, yeah. <laughs> this is great, a super fast one. So, uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, all, all good your end? Yeah, mate, all good as usual. I fixed my internet uh, problem, so I'm just fantastic. excited now for the tennis. Hopefully we can get some live watch-alongs in there. Uh, I know you're getting your internet fitted in your new place soon. Tomorrow. So we'll have no excuses, yeah, from tomorrow, so... We'll be bringing a lot more content. We'll have a lot more planning with these videos. We'll get them out uh, a bit sooner. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all will be good. But let's talk about the tennis. And like you said, there was really no surprises with the results. Uh, maybe yeah. the manner of the way they were played out was a bit surprising for me. Um, others would say it wasn't. Uh, but that first one, let's start off with. That was Rublev uh, Fuksovic. Yeah. When we woke up this morning, it was going on. Well, not when we woke up, but <laughs> earlier in the morning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, well, it was, you sort of predicted it correctly. I mean, I don't think the scoreline tells the full story. No. 
Uh, it was a very back and forth match, but uh, Martin Fuchskovich, he always comes out fast, doesn't he? And yeah. Well, he caught Rublev napping a little bit. He was up a break. He got broken back, and uh, he just managed to take the tie break. And I think this was sort of the theme throughout the match. Fuchskovich getting the break, getting broken back. And in the second and third set, yeah, he Rublev took over. He was having these weird... Uh, he's been doing this a lot recently as well. He sort of loses a few games in a row. Then he goes on a storming run and wins about four yeah, or five games. Yeah, as well. And it's, it's like... Um... It's, he's not playing that good, I don't think, Rublev. Like, I, I don't know if I'm catching him all the time when he, the, the opponent's playing a lot better, but for me, he doesn't seem to be playing that well. But what he is doing is he's getting through matches and winning ma- and winning, and winning them. Uh, and that is a sign of a champion. That's a sign of someone who's that next level, who aren't necessarily playing their top of their game, but they're still able to find a way to win matches. And that's all what matters at the end of the day. Uh, I'm sure all he cares about is his name being in the hat for the next round. And that's yeah, what he's sure. been able to do. But it wasn't comfortable at all. Like Fuksovic in that second set, uh, I think he was up, what was it, 5-2, was it? 5-3? Uh, in the second set? Yeah, I'll bring the point by point up. In the second set, he was, I think it was 5-2. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so he was up 5-2. And then look what, look how it ended, 7-5. Like, um, yeah, it was crazy. Like you'd expected at one point, I think everyone would have thought it would have been Fuksovic's two sets to love, but it wasn't to be. And Rublev fought back again. And this guy, considering he's not playing his best, could be a big, big danger in this tournament. I think Martin's got to be really disappointed as well with this. I mean, like you just saw there, 5-2 up, lost 7-5 in the second set. He had three set points at... 5-4. He was love 40 on Rublev's serve uh, in yeah in the fourth set and let him come back into it again. And he could have forced the fifth set and uh, you sort of knew the writing was on the wall. As soon as he had lost those three set points, you just thought it's Rublev's to lose now and yeah, yeah. went and just completely blitzed him in the uh, tie break. Mate, when it hit the tie break, we both thought, that's it, that's over now. Because Fuksovich has just wasted another opportunity. It was getting a bit frustrating in the end. Not because I was cheering on Martin. It was just because it was just such a topsy-turvy match. Like You couldn't really know what was going to happen next. Yeah. And uh, at this stage of the tournament, you'd expect Fuksovich to be able to close out sets a lot better than he did. But then you could look at it on the other side and say Rublev was just that good that when he did up his level, when he had to, it was just you couldn't, you couldn't get past him. And he was just unplayable. Yeah, I think that the Martin has a lot to learn, I think, uh, with closing out the matches. Oops, sorry, I closed that screen. Uh, yeah, with, I think he just has a lot to learn. I think he shows, like you said, if he plays his best tennis, he's one of these people that you could consider, if he was playing his best tennis for a full five-set match, he'd probably be a top 10 player. And mm. he takes sets off a lot of the big guys and... It's just sad to see. I mean, we will him on as much as possible, don't we, on here? Yeah. But, but would you say he's been happy with the run he's had this tournament? Surely it's oh. better than he anticipated. He's had a good tournament, a good run. He's not a world beater, is he, Martin? As much as we love him and we think how brilliant he is, he's not going to be someone who's going to be winning a Grand Slam. Is that harsh? I just don't think he's just not capable. He's not got the tools. I I don't think it's harsh at all. I think you're exactly right, and that's it's just a it's just a shame because when you've got five two up and you've got three set points and you've got all 
he had the advantage so many times in this match and he just sort of threw it away. And it, I don't know, will you get a better chance now to go for a Grand Slam quarterfinal? Probably not than that. So the hit, Rublev was there for the taking and uh, he didn't take it. So Rublev now goes through and now we have a repeat of the Hamburg final because as we know, we look there, Stefanos Tsitsipas. We said uh, in yesterday's podcast, we thought it was going to be a very interesting match between him and Dimitrov, but we were we were like shying towards Tsitsipas going through because we think he has all the potential to upset the big guns, really, if he gets that mental side of his game back again. And it yeah. well, it seemed back, didn't he, in this match? I thought he looked great in the first set. He just a bit of trouble serving it out a little bit, but he still got it over the line. I, on think, that I think Jordan sums it up perfectly for Dimitrov. Um, he, he he had a great game, but just doesn't have the mentality. It's more of a mental thing, isn't it? Because he's yeah. he has just like his, his his shot selection and some of the shots he plays is out of this world. Like he, yeah. I remember this. Uh, there was his backhand down the line, one-handed backhand down the line. The same line where Sitapas was standing on, bearing in mind. I've never seen someone hit it so clean when he was coming away from the ball as well. It was just yeah. the, the amount of strength and power. Like you should look at his physique as well. Uh he's a bit of an animal, to be honest. Like he goes on these long runs. His physicality is just one of the best in the, on tour, in my opinion. And um he does yeah. everything right yeah. until he gets into I his mind. I, and he doesn't have, he doesn't have totally, that killer instinct to finish off matches. Sorry, lost you there for a, for a second. Uh, I don't know what happened. But uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. He definitely just needs to have that because we saw him. He's beaten Federer and stuff in the uh, in Grand Slams and he can do it and he has all the tools. But it's just about getting past these big points. And you saw it again today. He mm. got to those points like he could have potentially had set points in that yeah. uh, second set tie break. But in which it, it he was like, serving for it as well at one point. He was serving it, for the second set. Couldn't, couldn't do it. Battle of the minds, really, isn't it? And yeah. two people who you sort of look at and think mentally not that strong. And this was probably what Sitapas needed, really, to get him like back in the wing column in a mental way as well, because these type of these type of matches could go either way. Like it was pivotable, like pivot get the word right, pivotal that second set tie break. Because I thought if Sitapas takes this, it's going to be an easy third set. Where yeah, if Dimitrov takes it, we could be in for five or something like that. So it was, yeah, an amazing uh, performance. What, what, sorry, one thing I wanted to add. What do you think about Sitapas where he got um, he got a warning for coaching? Who's coaching him? His dad? I think so. I assume I'd, so, yeah. I had the sound off, so I couldn't... Yeah, he <laughs> I got like hear a the coaching warning. Uh, warning or whatever. It's, it's a bit weird because this, you ha- it happens all the time, but it's yeah. not always picked up. It's one of them silly rules, yeah, where they're not really enforcing all the time. Like, it's just, they pick and choose when they want to sort of uh, give one of these warnings. Yeah, I don't... I don't what really do you agree. make of it? I think they should. I think the well, coaches should be allowed to speak to the players during the match. Well, you or? know my, you know my thoughts about it. I think that there should, you should be allowed to have coaching, and I think there should be coaching at change of ends only, though. Not coaching during the points, not coaching in between points. But I think they should be allowed to have someone if they want to call upon them, just like in they have in boxing and stuff like that. It's one on one sport, and it's a really mental game. So it's hard to. Obviously, that makes the top players come come through so much more, and you see how mentally strong the players are. 
Mate, do you not think it's better though to have no coaching and just see if they can work it out themselves? That's that's what, what makes a player, isn't it? You want to see the capitulation of players. No, I, I don't want to see the capitulation. <laughs> I want to see I want to see players rise to the challenge, and if something's not quite working, work out why it's not working during the match and sort of adapt their game to to match it. That's what I want to see. I think that is a sign of a champion to someone who sees a situation not really working out for him. You look at Novak Djokovic; he's someone who does yeah. this better than any other player on tour. But and come I think on. that is part of the whole that is part of the whole package of being a champion. But this is one of the like, what other sports do we know of where they're not allowed to coach the players? Like, I think if you look in any sport, basketball, they have like timeout. They yeah, have a team uh, you game. go football. It's a team yeah, game, yeah, but that have a look at yeah, tell not... me a solo game where they where they where, they, where there's no coaching. Where there's no coaching. No, where there is coaching, sorry. Well, the main ones is just boxing and UFC when there's rounds and stuff yeah. like that. So but these guys are getting punched in the head and it's probably hard with a concussion to get the game plan going, I I would have thought. Oh, the advantage I'm seeing is uh <laughs> in the comments here. So there shouldn't be any coaching. It keeps the sport unique. Oh, yeah, I know. Devil's advocate. I mean, I'm sort of fighting one side of the argument, really, here. And uh, I know that JG's big on uh, having no coaching. Yeah, I mean, it does make the sport unique. But there's part of me that just would love to see the best of all of our players because there's so many amazing players, but their mental side or they don't know, they're not tactically inept. So... I think they if well, they could they should prepare better before. Well, they should, but if there's no buts, then there's no yeah, but if something prepare, comes up, you're an athlete, you're a pro athlete. Prepare what? before you prepare against who you're going to be playing against. You know, you study all of their game. If they throw something different during the match, yeah. then you need to prepare. Then you need to prepare in match and sort of deal with it then and there. I don't yeah, think you it, need coaching as well. It just sort of complicates the matter. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's, think... it's about a, it's a match between one professional versus another professional. Let's see how they deal with the conditions and all the all the stuff that's changing throughout the match. Yeah, but do you not think it's they've already got enough to deal with? Some of these matches last five hours and they're physically draining as well as mentally draining. They've got so much going on inside their heads. They're dealing with the stress of set points, match points, little niggles, injuries, that sort of thing. All it can do is help tennis if you just see, well... If you see one person could just give them a little bit of advice and just say, look, you just need to do this on your backhand side and maybe just force his force it onto his forehand or hit it down the line a bit more. That's what's getting you the winning shots because you might not see it. Like they might not when you look from an outside perspective, you see so much more. But you might see the game of tennis elevate if you have coaching. And then the the Djokovic like standard players get even better still. And then tennis just like gets better. I don't know. It could All be. Right. There's there's a mixed review in the comments. Jordan yeah. agrees with you with basically what you're saying. Uh, I'm assuming Wildlife, uh, yeah, he agrees with me saying no coaching. The mentally strong deserve to rise to the top. Couldn't agree more. I think that's part of it. I think tennis is more mental than physical. I've always said that. It's a well-known thing. So people, players should be awarded for having a strong mental side to their game. And I think what better way to be rewarded than win tournaments? And if they're able to do that, so be it. Fair play to them. Maybe we need to get some uh, hypnotists in for the ones who aren't mentally strong enough. Just to, uh, I don't know. Maybe that. Mate, could I know. I know why you're saying this. I think you're having a bit of um, what's it called? 
You're having a bit of PTSD, mate, from uh, when we had our match. <laughs> well, I needed some coaching when I was suddenly. You needed some coaching there, where you was five two up, serving for the serving for the set. I did a Martin, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did a Martin, and you ended up losing seven five. I did a Rublev. You. That's why you're in favour of it, mate, because it's something what's in your game. Mate, I don't think it's a, well. It's been in my game in the past. Yeah, I don't want. Sometimes you and just you've always told me when to... you was at your club, you used to always be leading in matches and you used to throw them away. Um, that wasn't all the time. Not I just always, did... not always. It happened it, on a few occasions. It wasn't in the club matches at that time. That was normally in like more regional tournaments when I was playing players from other clubs, though. Yeah, so maybe they had better tactics than what I did, though. <laughs> maybe I was a bit one-dimensional. Who knows? Yeah, but anyway, like you say, sit past Rublev next round. That's the Hamburg finalists. Rublev come out on top last time they played in Hamburg. Who's going to win this one? That's the big question. Who do you fancy? Um, I'd have to say City Pass, based off what I've been saying the whole <laughs> tournament. The last podcast, um, I've got a bit of hate actually from it. I was surprised. Some people messaging me on Twitter saying, um, why are you considering City Pass as a chance to win this title? That's just so stupid. Obviously, it's going to be Nadal Djokovic. Not even including team, he wasn't. Um, yeah. I don't know. You could say that. It's, it's, that's a, it's, we, we, we've been saying that. Then I picked Nadal to win the tournament before you picked you picked Djokovic before the tournament even started. Um, but I think you can't sleep on Sitipas, and the reason for that is we've spoke about on the last one. We do think he is at that next level. He has all the tools to be beating anyone on tour. But for me, is mainly his mental side. If he can fix that, he has a chance against anyone. Whether he's going to beat Djokovic if Djokovic playing one hundred percent, I don't think so. No. But say if Djokovic has a doubt, as a as a bad day or things aren't quite going for him, you know how tennis goes sometimes. I think potentially he could beat a Novak Djokovic. But before that, he's got to get through Rublev, and that is a really tough test. And um, you'd have to say Rublev is favourite in that tie, considering he's beat him only a week ago. I don't think um, the bookies will say that though. I bet the bookies favour sit a pass. The bookies probably will, yeah. But for me, I would put Rublev as the as the favourite based on the fact that he beat him only a week ago. On clay, on the clay courts in a final as well. Um, but yeah, I still think I still think City Pass is going to come out on top. Obviously, now it's best of five sets. That's a big difference. So yeah. who's got the endurance to go all the way? I think Rublev has looked like a man on the mission so far. But he's been, like you said, he's been having a few. He's not been playing that well, in my opinion. I think he's just pulled himself out of uh, jail on so many different occasions by having bursts of playing at like a ridiculously high level, but then for the majority of the match, he's not playing at that brilliant of a level. So he can't afford to do that. If yeah. he does that against Sitipas, I think Sitipas will pull him apart. Yeah, uh, yeah. I totally agree. I think that Sitipas, he could easily beat Rublev in straight sets if he plays his top game. And, uh, well, Sitipas, you'll be surprised to know, is he's the slight favourite. So 1.72 favourite against the 2.1 for Rublev. So... That's a quite a close one. As we said, we didn't expect anything different. So, well, interesting stuff anyway. I think that I'm, I'm personally going to back Sit a Pass. I want to see Sit a Pass go through. I want to see him in the next round because I think he's going to trouble like the big guns more. And that's the I'm going to stick with that as well. So hopefully Sit a Pass goes through. And then, yeah. We, oh, yeah, well, then we've got an interesting one. And we could potentially have Djokovic versus... 
for all they know, Djokovic is going to play next. <laughs> but uh, could potentially have Djokovic sit a pass. But never rule out, uh, is it potentially Carino Busta again? Yeah, and Mitrovic right? just made a, a really good point in the comments saying uh, Djokovic today was only at 30, 40%. I would agree completely. I think Djokovic yeah. looks like a man let's, on a mission, mate. Let's get on to that match. Let's get on to that match because I was, well, it's the one that's sort of just finished, hasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Essentially. And yeah, I said that to you while it was going on. I said, I said Djokovic was playing at 50%. It didn't look like yeah, yeah. the first two sets, he didn't even look like he was really breaking stride. Didn't really look like he was really at the races, really. He didn't really, it was just like an easy match. I think Hatchinov has that type of game that suits Djokovic down to the ground. He's a big hitter and he's a big guy. And Djokovic, a big server, he deals with big servers. That's just easy for him. He's a I think he's not a particularly massive server. I think he's yeah. got a good overall game. Very big server. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's six foot six or six seven or something yeah, ridiculous yeah. like that. But yeah, he's Djokovic just eats those up for breakfast, doesn't he? Like the big serve. So he was just getting everything back. And some of the winners he was hitting. Like, but in that third set, he had a little bit of a whoop, little bit of a wobble. Well, I think throughout, mate. If you look at the score, look, just look at the scorecard. Yeah, for all three sets. There were so many points in that set in that set where you thought, oh, hatching off here, he's got a really good chance. But then you realise who he's playing. <laughs> and it's like, against any other player, you'd probably say, oh, hatching off will come quite close. It was a free set to love loss, but it was very tight in all of the sets. However, like, even when the when the score, the scorecard looks like it's tight, you just know it's not tight. The scoreboard lies very often when you're playing Novak Djokovic, yeah. I feel. Because oh, there's so many definitely. situations where you feel you're really into this match. And then all of a sudden, he'll just pull out like crazy shots and just up the level even to like 60%. And then he's got no chance. And I feel like he's always toying with the opposition. I don't know what (laughs) it is. But for me, I feel like there's situations here where he kind of like, he wants to just give Hatchin off some points away. I just don't, I don't know what it is. This can't be true. This can't be true. This is how I feel watching it. I feel like there's times where he just switches off and he thinks, oh, you can have a few points. It'll make it look a bit more respectable. Uh, but That's, at the end of the day, he could just walk. He can blitz this guy. He's just another league. Like Hatchinoff has no, he's nowhere near the level of Novak Djokovic. It's like a massive difference. We have to put a bit of respect on Hatchinoff though, because in the third set, he did actually up his level, and he was causing Djokovic some problems. Only well, Djokovic lost three games in a row, but then you saw where Hatchinoff got with that. He lost the rest of the like the games in the match, but. Yeah, yeah. It was just interesting to see that every time uh, Hatchinov looked like he was getting into it and maybe got like a break point, and you saw the reaction from Djokovic, like some of the shots he was pulling out was just, oh, it's unbelievable. He, he would, I, there was just one of these ones that he did, which was, uh, he was break point, and you thought, finally, Hatchinov, this is his chance to like come back into the match. He served it, he just hit a return, and then literally finished the ball off with a, uh, cross-court forehand, very short one by the service box, hit it so hard and fast that just winner straight away. Just did it when he wanted to. That's all that point, yeah. Yeah, oh, and I was just like blown away by that. He just like shut up, silenced any crowd member that thought that he was going to break in that second within a, two seconds. So yeah. uh, he can just do that. He's just got the ability. And I, some of his hitting today was just amazing. He was just hitting the like some. I saw a backhand down the line where he was just sort of on a stretch 
on the backhand side and did this backhand down the line that was just like a bullet. And Hachinov didn't even have a chuck, couldn't even move. So Djokovic looking so good. Um, that's him at, well, if it's 30, 40% or 50%, it's yeah, scary. It's, it's not his, his maximum, is it? And uh, an interesting statistic there from Wildlife was uh, Djokovic averaged uh, a faster first serve speed than Hachinov today. Wow. So you say Hatchinoff's a far big server. What does that make Djokovic? Is he one of the big servers as well? Well, I think he actually is. He he his serve today looked really good. And does it, it was important. Does it not got, look like that every day? Uh yeah, but it look it looks consistent, but it looks like it was winning him like lots of free points today. And that was the that was sort of the difference, I think. He it got him out of trouble. And if it didn't get him out of trouble, it got him the return he wanted to finish the points in just a one-two punch. And he's just so good, mate. I just, just watching him, it just, Hatchinov's got so far in this tournament and played in, like incredibly well. And like I said yesterday, you said, don't give him a chance. I was like, nope. <laughs> but uh, no, that's why. Yeah, just, and Vance says something very interesting too. Uh, it does feel like at times Djokovic experimenting with different tactics, which means his opponent is not a threat. Today, I thought one of the tactics was the drop shot. I think he tried oh. to outdo Gaston with a drop shot today. So good, his drop shot. I think shots. Gaston hit, how many, 50 drop shots the other yeah. day? Djokovic <laughs> yeah. must have hit 60, I think. Um, uh, his drop shots are so good as well. Uh, yeah. Djokovic and plays... I, I in- think in these conditions, the way the French Open is this year, I think drop shots are going to be key in this tournament. The reason I say that is, from what I've seen, with the way the ball bounces on the court, if you're able to pull them off effectively, they're basically unplayable. Yeah, and uh, I think Gaston had a lot of success in this tournament because he was able to utilize them effect- effectively. If Djokovic now implements that into his game, isn't isn't Nadal in the form he's in right now? Is he able to cover as much court as what he has done in the past? I'm, I'm not so sure. He's older now. Is he going to be able to get up and down the court as well? Djokovic is going to rely on creating angles, and with his uh with his his uh his spin he generates on the ball. That's going to be his big power play. If Djokovic is playing. Uh, all these drop shots, it's going to be very tricky for Nadal to to counter that. Um, obviously, this is... <laughs> getting, a, getting ahead no, of no, ourselves. I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm, just, I'm just being devil's advocate. Spec- speculating. Even a Schwartzman as well. I think Schwartzman, it'll be a bit tricky. I, I think Schwartzman Djokovic would be harder for Djokovic if he's playing all these drop shots. Because Schwartzman somewhere he can just cover the court. Like, he's everywhere. Yeah. Well, I think... His drop shots today were really on point, and I think he was just play. He plays them so effortlessly from the baseline as well, and it's not just like in the mid court. You can be in the middle of a rally, and then it just suddenly, and he gets them just over the net as well. And they're so hard. You just see the players sprint in there to s- slide in to get there and just nearly collapse, like clatter in the net half the time. No, what I love is when the players do get there. And then watching, like, say if they get there and they're just trying, well, they're just trying to get the ball over at that point because they're just yeah, yeah. about reaching it. I love Djokovic's next shot. He'll either go for a lob, which is just the perfectly placed lob, or he'll play another drop shot cross court. And it's just, it's, it's just remarkable, really. Like, the shots he plays is amazing. You'll notice a lot before matches what Djokovic will do is um, he plays with his friends or other hitting, hitting partners and he'll play in like the, the small service box. And he'll just play yeah. practicing little like little games, you know, like you used to play when you was younger on a tennis court. Where you just play like mini court, and you're just trying to like, uh, yeah, playing in the. You know what I'm talking about? Just little yeah, yeah, hits, like sure. that. and that that really does develop your skill uh, more than just 
all the other stuff in tennis, which he does so brilliantly well. Well, he's so flexible, isn't he? And he's just, uh, his reaction speed is so fast as well. How many times do you see him at the net in one of these volley exchanges where they just, he ends up drop shot and he attacks the net, the guy gets it back and they end up with this little, and he normally comes out on top. Yeah, he normally comes out on top in those ones because he normally can play the craftier angle because he's so used to being there, like you said, and all this like practicing he does at the net. And I think it's very underrated Djokovic's net play, really, to be honest. He's, you don't see him come in as much as some of the other players. But when he does, he's, well, a threat there, I think. Yeah, well, the fourth match, that's not been, uh, that's not kicked off yet as far as I know. We've no. had rain delay with that. So that was Altmaier and Carino Buster. Ooh. Let's say, argument's sake, Buster goes through. We're both anticipating Buster to do it. He's the more experienced player on clay. Obviously, Altmaier is a phenomenal talent. And uh, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing to happen this week if he was to win. But no. let's just say Buster wins. Won't that be funny, mate? I know Michael said the same thing as what I'm going to be about to say. So I'll put it on there. But would that not be funny if we have the same line judge for the Buster-Djokovic match uh, we're and this hoping, time at the French Open? And you see her like looking looking around. <laughs> I'm surprised that the... I think the camera will pan to her probably more than Djokovic. Yeah, true. More it pan to her more than it does to Diego Schwartzman's girlfriend, probably. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll uh, probably be very similar to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm surprised that there's. How come it's the same line judges? Do they just get to travel around with the tournaments? Then I thought it would just be uh, somebody from France would be doing it. Mate, I'm Didn't not sure. That. I'm not sure if she is there. To be fair, I, th- I thought I saw a picture of her, but I'm not. I can't 100 percent guarantee that. <laughs> it's, it's more hope than anything. I just hope yeah. she is there. I don't know why. I don't know why she's there, but I just hope she's there. I just think it'll make it more of a spectacle. She's there to curse Djokovic, <laughs> trying to defaulted from the tournament. If that happens, guy, if Djokovic can't get defaulted again, this would be. No, but uh, if, if, even if she's in Paris right now, yeah, then there's no way that she'll be a line judge for that match. Not think. No, I think no, someone no. will have a word. <laughs> they'll replace her. I never allow that. <laughs> she'll get so much hate already. She's had all these death threats and stuff. You can't have that. But I still noticed in Djokovic's match today, he was still doing that weird things like, uh, even though the rally had finished, instead of letting the ball boy grab the ball from the net when he was at the net. He'd grab the ball and then he would just still hit to the back of the uh, court again. I'm like, stop doing that. <laughs> what are you doing? This is what happened last time. Well, funny enough <laughs> to say that, actually. I saw Rublev. He lost his temper at yeah. one point. I don't know if you saw that. He had the ball and he's com- he just com- well, he just lost his head completely and just smashed it into the ground. In theory, that could have gone anywhere and hit anyone. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It does happen all the time. Djokovic is super unlucky with what happened to him in terms of that he got caught. But I do. I'll stick with that same statement. He has. He does do it for me more than others. So hopefully he can eradicate that from his game. And let's talk about his actual tennis because that is just out of this world. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So we move on to the women's. Let's move on to the women's indeed. And obviously we had two matches playing this morning. We had hot favorite. Petra Kvitova, who would be fancying her chances at the French Open now that uh, Simona Halep's departed. And uh, she made it through, well, impressively, really. Uh, I, Zhang made a little bit of a comeback in the second set, but she's too strong, Kvitova. And I think we just saw that only going one way anyway, didn't we? Well, Kvitova's the favourite now to win the tournament. Obviously, someone with experience winning, winning Grand Slams before. I believe she's won two. 
Uh, is that right, yeah, Ben? I think so. I think it's two. Yes, I believe um, so. I can and yeah, six two, six four. Yeah, very comfortable, really. I don't think Zhang's. I just don't think Zhang could compete with Kvitova. I only saw it going one way. But saying that, I didn't think Hallett would oh. go out, and we've seen we've seen that happen as well. What's that? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, sorry, you were cutting out there for a little bit. So, uh, Man, I don't think it's me yeah. cutting out. I feel like it's you cutting out. Is it me cutting out? Tell me. Tell us in the comments. I no, don't no. Know. Yeah, let us know who's cutting out. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Ben. It's not me. I don't know why you keep saying I'm cutting out. I didn't cut I out earlier know. when you said it as well. I mean, I'm, I'm in the office on a super, super speed uh, broadband, so I didn't think well, it was I don't know. Maybe there's time. too many people in the office. I'm plugged into the Mate, internet. I think I'm so, the yeah. only person here. Everybody was supposed to leave 45 well, minutes. Well, let's let yeah. them decide. But before, we, before they um, catch up, yeah. I think they're like 15 seconds behind us. So but Yeah, Kvitova. Yeah, you're right. So two, but she has two titles on grass in Wimbledon. Yeah. They're yeah, not. Right. She has one French Open semi-final, which was back in 2012. So, yeah, she's been into the semis before, and uh, she's just a force on all surfaces, to be honest. So I don't think you could have any doubt that she's one of the favourites for this tournament. Oh yeah, for sure, mate. Like, I think I think now she's going to win it. Obviously, that's hindsight. I wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the tournament, but with who's left. But you've obviously got some brilliant players there. We've got Podoroska, one we really like. Yeah. Uh, you've got Collins. They're, she's getting a lot of love in the comments. Uh, I know Vance says uh, Daniel Collins could win it all. Interesting point. Siegeman yeah. can't dismiss her. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what happened in that match. Did you see it? That she yeah, took a break watching. to have some food or something? <laughs> I was saying, <laughs> I was saying, no, it was a medical timeout. That's why I sent you a message. I've said, I've never seen this before. Uh, Badoza, who I expected to be better than she was, but Sigmund was a lot better than I gave her credit for, to be honest. So Sigmund was beating her, and I don't know if it was a tactic. She took a medical timeout on the floor, getting some a massage, and then. Sigmund runs over to the uh, stands and then I don't know who it was. I don't know if she got like a uh, Uber Eats or a Just Eat or something. <laughs> so she comes back with this little pot. and uh, It looked like a pot I, noodle or something. Yeah, yeah, she was just eating some noodles whilst, whilst there. Then she puts a big uh, coat on eating this little pot noodle. And then, yeah, she got back out on court and it seemed to do the world of good. So, Mate, so wait, was it her medical timeout? So she took no, a medical... No, no, oh, no, no, it was Bedoza's. So she okay. just nipped over for... She must have been on her phone, just done a quick order. <laughs> and then uh, the guy turned up, dropped off her order. She was able to eat the noodles before the medical timeout was done. So that was good. And then uh, won the match as well. So all, all good for uh, Laura Sigmund. So yeah, yeah, well. she looks she looks really good. She's up against Kvitova next, though. So that's not going to be an easy match, is it? But let's not write her off. She looks really good today. Mate, Siegman's a really good player, but predominantly against lower ranked players, she blows them away. She's got the cap- uh, capability, but usually when she comes up against someone a lot better, she struggles. Um, yeah. It wasn't to be today. Maybe she's developed her game a little bit. I'll have to watch out for her. Uh, the one we really wanted to talk about, obviously, this is for me the match of the day, is. Uh, mm. Oh, excuse me. Don't know why that's Ben's claiming a new offer. <laughs> What's happened there? <laughs> that just suddenly, you move the cursor one <laughs> a small bit and then it pops up. Well, Kenneth's uh, fought back there big time. Yeah. 6-2 in the second set. Wow. We saw that Ferrer was winning the first set. We both tipped her to win. Was that right? We both thought we yeah, should beat Kenneth. Uh, and... But it's all to play for in that third set. T- to be honest, I still think Ferrer's going to do her, but it's going to be tight now, especially that Kenneth just won that one 6-2. I'm sure she's going to be high on confidence. 
how many matches in a row is she on a winning streak? Wasn't it something crazy? Something like twenty or some so matches she hasn't yeah. lost for. So she's got a winner's mentality at the moment. But you're up against Grand Slam champion Sophia Kennan. Exactly this is going to be yeah. It's going to be even, tough. It's even Stevens, isn't it? Six two, two six. What are we going to see? Are we going to see a big final set here going the distance, or are we going to see somebody really take over? I think, think? Gonna, I think you're going to see 6-2 Ferro, mate. How many times do you see that? 6-2, then the other one wins 6-2, <laughs> then you win 6-2. <laughs> That's happens. just like the typical oh. women's match, mate. Um, I'm going to go with that just for the bands. Or, or someone will bagel one of the other ones. It'll just be something ridiculous <laughs> like that. You, you know how women's <laughs> tennis goes. Just bagel uh, Ferro right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't predict it. You can't. But no, no. don't forget, Ferro is... French and she's in France and guaranteed those fans are going to be going pretty nuts during this third set and look what how it well it helped Hugo Gaston get back to into a fifth set with uh, Dominic team so she's not even got to go five sets she's just got to get this third set done and you know you could see her in the next round against I'm guessing the next round is against either Ons Jabur or Collins um, I think I'm, I don't know I'm not sure I don't think it works like that does it not? I think that's no. just. The, I think that's the way that these they've lined up the games on here is so that flash scores can be a bit deceiving, mate. I is don't it know a if bit it works deceiving? Have a look. Let me just, just double check that for you. So Kvitova Sigmund is the next round, and then we've got yeah. So the winner of these two will play each other. So it'd be okay, Ferrell cool. Kenin versus Jabur or Collins. Well, in the comments, everyone's saying Collins, but for me, I think Jabur's going to beat Collins. Oh, um, Collins is playing really well, though. That's a 50-50 for me. But I think Collins we, against uh, Muguruza, the way she played, it was like it's made a lot of people like uh, stop and think and look at her because that was pretty remarkable, especially the fact that she was down two breaks in that final set to come back yeah. from that against Muguruza, of all people. Um yeah, it's done well, her it's done her claim to fame, the world of world of good, really. But I still think Ons is gonna do her. Yeah, she's looked super impressive and uh she's probably one of those dark horses in this in this competition, to be honest. If she's knocked out someone like Muguruza, if she knocks out Ons Jabur, then well, she's gonna be fancying her chances against Pharaoh or Kenin. She's not gonna care which one of them goes through, I don't think. She's well who who is left in the draw? You got to fear. Maybe Swiatek. Maybe she's yeah. the one to fear because she's the one with the power. And if she continues the consistency of hitting winner after winner, who's going to beat her? I think that's the that's for the me. Real. I think I still think it's Kvitova at the top. But then yeah. you've got maybe like a I don't know, like a Pharaoh and Swiatek just below her. That's bold. I don't know. But obviously, Pharaoh's got to go through. <laughs> yeah, She's true. not even through yet. I'm just, I, it's probably not to speak that into existence because now I've said that. Yeah, don't 100% say that. Through. Uh, just to answer your question, Michael, sorry. I uh, wasn't ignoring you. Uh, we don't get Roland Garros on 4K and Virgin Media, as far as I know. We just watch it on ITV4. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, do. I think true. Ben watches it online more than anything. Yeah, uh, I have to watch it online at work. I can't, uh, otherwise, I'm behind on ITV4. It's yeah, always yeah. like a delay. So, but that's what you get. If you got it on the normal TV with an aerial, then you can watch it. Uh, yeah, live, live, not uh, 10 seconds behind because you know it's infuriating watching anything when it's 10 seconds behind. Yeah, yeah that's the way it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I mean, that sort of covers the women's. I mean, who's playing tomorrow from 
the women's and the men's. Should we go run through who's playing tomorrow? Give some picks on some of those matches tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sounds good. Okay, let me just bring it up and I'll just let you share it. Uh, you can have a look at the odds as well. I don't mind. You can look at them as well. One sec. Oh. Only bet if you're over 18, though, guys. Yeah. <laughs> don't steal your uh, mum and dad's credit card. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you can have a look here and you can just see. Obviously, we've got starting off. We've got sit pass Rublev. I don't think these times are obviously not accurate at the moment. They're going to decide the timings of the matches. They just put them all at the same time for now. Yeah, a bit uh, crazy, so, isn't it? All happening at once. I don't think we'd have... I think Rublev's <laughs> Ditter Pass would be last on, to be honest, as they played today. Yeah, yeah. So I think we'd a bit probably... bit harsh on them, isn't it, them too? Yeah, I think you'd probably see Schwartzman team first. I don't know why. But just because they probably give Rafa a little bit longer because they just love Rafa, don't they? And they just, <laughs> just want him to have as much rest as possible just so he can be there till the end. Mate, we it's know on how... the website, to be fair. We'll, we'll be able to yeah, find yeah, out. Probably but is. <laughs> that's irrelevant to the whole thing. For me, Schwartzman team, that's the one which is, a is. Bit crazy. Uh, they're both evenly matched. I know the bookies have team as the favourite there. I don't see nothing between them. Sean in the comments saying, let's go Schwartzman. Big yeah. fan of him. And uh, for me, I think Schwartzman's going to do him. I just love the Swartz right now. A man in form. Got to the, the final of Rome. Was super impressive. Only losing to Novak Djokovic. Put up quite a big fight, but Novak was just in a world of his own that day. Um, but Dominic Team, someone who, I don't know, he can be got at. Gaston's taken two sets against him. Schwartzman's a, a, a lot better a player than, than Gaston. No offence to the young French guy. Uh, yeah. But I just, I don't know. I just don't see anything but a Schwartzman win here. I think it's going to be a bit of a shock, but Schwartzman's is incredible. It's really tough, isn't it, to really decide this one because there's so many elements that go into it. Uh, you've got Dominic Team. He's on an 11-match winning streak right now. Granted, also, yeah, maybe yeah, that's his longest ever winning streak in the, at the top level. But granted, he's on a winning streak, but he did just finished playing a full US Open and a five-set final against Zverev and then came straight into the French Open. How tired yeah. is he going to be right now? He might be slightly more tired than uh, Schwartzman. And Schwartzman not dropped a set here. So they're yeah, the two so sides of it. It's very tricky. If you look at it like that, for me, Schwartzman, you'd fancy him to win it. It's just going to be so tough. It's going to be a really good match. I'm hoping to watch as much of it as possible. I think I've got a lot on with work tomorrow, which is a bit unfortunate. <laughs> um, yeah, haven't we? With both. the way it is, I wish this was on a weekend, and I wish I didn't have work this week. It's very unfortunate the way it's, it all pans out, but I've got to do my job. Uh, so on that basis, it's going to be tricky to watch it, but I'll try and sneak in as much as possible. And I think Schwartzman's going to do it. I'll say it there. The other match there wow. we'll talk about is Sin and Nadal. What do you make yep. of Sinner's chances? I think he's got more chance than anyone else so far who's played Nadal. Uh, I still think I'd he'd go as probably, far as that. He probably. Uh, I've heard a lot of people saying if he manages to get only broken once in each set, then it's a good day at the office for Sinner. <laughs> and if he just goes out four, four, and four, or three, four, and three, or something like that, that's a good day at the office. So I think well, quickly, I, I one thing I want to talk about actually you just reminded me I forgot to write it down but it's about What's Rafael Nadal I don't know if you saw this okay. obviously the last the last round he played against Corda yes. did you see after the match that Corda he asked Rafael Nadal for his autograph 
and uh, he got a signed T-shirt from Rafael Nadal. No, he put it on, on his Instagram story and said, "Wow, what an amazing day! It's a pleasure to be on court with you, Rafael Nadal, the true champion." No. Da, 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 da. And he got his autograph. How do you feel about that? He's just played I can't it be on court, that. and he's asked him after the match, "Can I have your autograph?" Well, he can't be having that, but we know how it is from when we spoke to the Wolf, and he said that. Obviously, he gets to be in and around like the players' lounge and those type of things. And he said that there could be all the top 20 players in the world sat there, top 10 players. As soon as Ra- like Roger walks in or Rafa or Jock, one of those big ones, everything just goes quiet. And it's just like there's people wanting their autograph. People want pictures with them all the time. These are also top tennis players, but they're just celebrities, aren't they, at the end of the day? He's just I don't like, care, though, mate. I, I think it's embarrassing. I'm yeah, going to it be real harsh. It's embarrassing. <laughs> You've just played him at tennis. You've just played him. You're a professional athlete as well. Have some respect for yourself. Don't ask for someone. If you've retired, it makes sense. Even, I think there's more leniency if you're not in the tournament. Say if he wasn't in the tournament and he's just watching one of his friends play and uh, he's got access to a Rafael Nadal. I think that's more acceptable. You can maybe ask for a picture or an autograph. Don't do it after you've just been humiliated. Six one, six two, six one. It's not a good showing, is it? It's just I'm sorry. It's got a weak mentality, and after seeing that, I don't think Corder's ever going to make it as a top athlete in the game because you can't succeed with that kind of mindset. I'm yeah, all about the winner's mentality, mate, and that's not a winner's man- mentality. It's a defeatist, isn't it? It's a little bit defeatist, and it's a little bit too millennial for my liking as well. It's a, a little bit too, we've got to get a selfie with someone, we've got to get like something to post on social media rather than focusing on yourself and you being the best. You're focusing on how Rafa Nadal is probably one of the best ever. And yeah, you're going to see him anyway. There's, there's TV coverage of you playing him. You don't need to go and get like anything signed by him. That's there. It's in history. You can go back and watch the match. You can show your family and your friends how you got thrashed by Rafael Nadal. You don't need an autograph. Did he write on the autograph as well? Uh, uh, I'd have to, have to have a look at it. It was just a bit embarrassing. Man. I, I can I see it now. I'm uh, against it. Uh, to Sebastian Corda. Uh, I thrash you six one six one six two. Uh, love you lot, <laughs> rapper. <laughs> That's what it said. What did it say? <laughs> Probably something along them lines, man. Um, <laughs> exactly. No, what does he want no, to I'm, I'm not giving up on Corda. He's a brilliant tennis player. He's I just amazing. don't like to see that. From I just don't like to see it. I, it's the same with football as well. Like if you play a Champions <laughs> League final or a World Cup final and you lose and you get the runners-up medal, if you don't take it off when you get instantly put it around your neck. I think you're a bit of a flop and I just don't rate it. Like if I was playing, you can't celebrate coming second. I've always said it. There's not there's no achievement really coming second. Oh, well done, you got there. I'm all about the win, man. And like you're getting some stick now, mate. Look, everybody's jumping. Like you're dismissed. Yeah, I don't this care. Young kid. I don't care. It's a young honest. kid. People blossom at different times of their career. This is just his he's a young kid. He's played Rafael Nadal. He shouldn't have just gone all fanboy after they'd played. Fair enough. But you can't dismiss the fact that he might be... His dad was a, what, Grand Slam <laughs> champion. So he's come from high stock. Mate, I'm not, just could... dis- I don't wanna, I'm not saying I'm dismissing him for his tennis. I'm just saying I don't think he's going to reach the top. You're not going to see him winning Grand Slams with that mentality. He's going to have to change it. You don't, Thanks, win, you don't win. It doesn't matter how good he is. <laughs> you're not going to win stuff if you've got that type of a uh, mentality. Uh, thanks to uh, Lion either. Uh, appreciating my Rafael Nadal impression. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll keep working on it. 
see if I can get a few others in. Yeah, Wait, where did it say that? There we uh, go. Look, Rafa, Rafa Bendal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Rafa Nadal is probably going to beat Yannick Sinner. I hope Ben Sinner can turn up and give him a good match, though. That's all. That's all I'm hoping. <laughs> You're a fanboy. <laughs> Wait, did you say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said is I said you can't be a, just a fanboy after the match. Just you can't just be playing him competitively and then turn into some sort of fanboy straight after the match you've lost to him. But anyway, let's. Mate, focus it's a very some... divisive uh, thing we're going to be talking. We're talking about right on this podcast. A lot of people are going to disagree or agree. Uh, I've just said my opinion <laughs> on it and I'm going to stick a... by it completely. Vance has taken your quote. You're a flop, <laughs> <laughs> JG. <20 laughs> Uh, but but anyway let's move on to some of the other matches uh we've obviously got the women's there as well you've just got rid of them so you don't uh, oh sorry don't don't want to speak about the women's uh yeah Yeah, sorry for the women's let's sorry kvitova siegmund yeah who do you think just give a quick pick you've got to say kvitova i think she's now going to go on and win it uh it's a bit of a safe bet but i think swiatek's the only one who really can trouble her yeah, this one's the really interesting one out of out of all of them. I I don't know why I'm writing Trevor Trevor San off, but I think Swiatek, if she hits so hard that it's just gonna be hard for Trevor San to get in the points. But this is the interesting one. If Podoroska can do something against Svitolina, I'm not sure if she can, but I'm interested to see if she can. Because think remember how much of a winning run Podoroska's on right now. She's on well, obviously Svitolina as well. She came off of the win at Strasbourg. And but Podoroska's on about a 13 match winning streak now, so going to be hard to uh, derail Podoroska. And you saw how her mental strength in the last match, granted, not against as good a competition, but Svitolina can have off days as well. So Mm. I'm just excited about that one most, I think. Oh, I'm excited to see Swiatek see if she could batter Trevisan if she does that again. Uh, I think well, I think out of them, the most evenly contested one would probably be Svitolina Podoroska. Um, so with that regard, it's probably the more ex- most exciting match in terms of you're going to get a proper match. But for me, I think the Swiatek ones, uh, I think we could see some high-level stuff between the two of them. Yeah. And, uh, well, I think that's pretty much yeah. all of the matches covered now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's everything, mate. I think oh. uh, we'll leave it there. We'll wrap it up there. The last thing I want to say on the whole autograph thing, I know Michael was saying, what was he saying? That makes no sense. Nadal is his <laughs> idol from age six. That's his entire life. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I get this, yeah. My whole gripe is the gripe is with the fact that you've just played a match against this player. You've just been smashed off the court. You're a young player. You've got a lot of... Uh, you could reach a really top level... You've shown how well, well you've played this whole tournament. I just don't like the idea of you then getting an autograph of someone you've just been battered by when you're a pro athlete. If you want to do it, just do it without anyone noticing. That's that was my only advice. Do it when no one knows. Don't post it all over social media. It makes you look weak and it's a poor mentality to have, in my opinion. It's not a winner's mentality. You should be it. enemies with people Another off the time. court. Do it, do it like uh, in the middle of next Wait, Do you not think he could have discreetly done that? Yeah. Maybe in the locker room somewhere, just done it without, without making it a big thing and no one would really know. It's still not yeah. the right thing to do. You wouldn't see me doing that, even that. 
<laughs> Roy Keane would lose his, lose his nut over it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. He but... would be smashing up the changing room for the, with that type of thing. But, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks, everybody, who's uh, joined us on this. Like, it was a bit of an impromptu live, really, today. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, who has joined. Uh, I see we've got quite a lot of people watching. We've got 30 of you in there. I'd really, well, we would both really appreciate it if everybody would give this video a like. And please, if you haven't subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button because it's going to help us out. And we're going to be bringing you some live watch alongs. We're going to be bringing you more live podcasts because like, we're going to be the number one live tennis podcast on YouTube. And it's guaranteed. We're just going to keep doing it. It's just going to keep growing. And you're going to help us grow. And you're going to keep sharing the word. That's what we need from you guys. So we appreciate everything from all of you. Yeah, and as much as I want to wrap this podcast up, I just can't stop talking about this this specific <laughs> issue. There, <laughs> this autograph. It's an Instagram. It's an Instagram world. What's uh, on Netflix? The social dilemma. I think that's what it's called. It talks about the uh, the way technology has advanced and the yeah. implications it's had on human life. It will teach you yeah. a lot about the impacts and negative side of Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff. And for me, I don't like this whole Instagram culture. I'm a young guy myself, but I can see the damaging effect of it. And all of it's the... just like all this uh, depression yeah. and anxiety, what it leads yeah. to people, like all this stuff with uh, uh, people always trying to get uh, people to like likes. And if they, what's, I can't think of the word, of, you know, you can help you me get, out there. You get, like a, you, get, you get like a, there's like a dopamine rush when you, every time you get a like on something, that type it doesn't of mean thing. anything. It's just a yeah. like on the, on the screen. It doesn't really mean too much, but we, we, we're a bit, we, how can we even say that if we're asking no, but, for people to like this video? No, the main reason we're asking for people to like the video is because when we get more likes on a video, we will show up in more searches yeah. for tennis podcasts. So more people will find us and it will mean our channel will grow and then, our, well, the more we grow, the more great content we're going to bring to everybody. That's yeah, all we, we don't we want. don't look That's at the likes and think, oh, we got twelve on this one, fourteen yeah. on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even. <laughs> Maybe they like us more now. <laughs> no, exactly. We're just doing this regardless whether you're liking or not. If you like it, it just helps us grow, and uh, yeah. that's that's the main thing. We just want this. We've been going since January. We want to keep on going. Well, forever. So we just want to keep, well, we want to get to tournaments. We want to be doing live podcasts after tournaments, challenger events, all sorts. So you guys are going to help us get there. And uh, yeah, the more you share the stuff and uh, yeah, just follow us on Spotify and Apple podcasts, all those type of things. Yeah, it really helps us out. So yeah, thanks for everybody who's done it already. Yeah, thanks guys. We'll uh, do another podcast tomorrow. And yeah, see you then. Hopefully we get some good tennis too. Peace. Indeed. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.